The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of me and very much reflect the hidden recalcitrant inside each and every one of you. There will be topics in bad taste and many you won't agree with. So keep a leash on your inner SJW and jump on in with an open mind as we explore the controversial. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to Spoken Unspoken. I'm Lint, and it's been a few weeks, so welcome back to me and you and Duff. How are you going, Duff? Man, I'm, doing, I'm doing well, man. I'm feeling really good this morning. It's 9.08 here, enjoying a beer on my Friday morning, so I'm not doing anything else. Might go for a surf in a little bit uh, once we finish up here. All right, so today's episode is we are tackling a video about seven myths of cultural appropriation debunked by Francesca Ramsey, who's everyone's internet favorite black lady. All right, so we're going to go through the video, um, and just, I'm going to just talk about it. So we just stop and start and you know, just give my opinion on it. My very white, heterosexual male opinion on a black lady talking about cultural appropriation. So it should be fun. In this episode, I am using content that I did not create. We're exploring a video that was created by MTV Media. Uh, We are using it in an educational purpose, a comedic purpose, and a satirical purpose. And you can choose which one you think fits it most. So here's my disclaimer about that. So don't sue me, MTV. All right, let's just jump straight in. The more you learn about the world and the people in it, you quickly realize just how beautiful and diverse it is. So where's the line between cultural exchange, appreciation, and appropriation? And why does it even matter? Here are seven myths about cultural appropriation debunked. You're just looking for something to be offended by. It's just clothing, hairstyles, decorations, whatever. Don't you have something better to worry about? Okay, first off, it's possible to care about more than one issue at a time. The main problem with cultural appropriation... Because I agree with it, it's possible to care about more one issue at a time. I need a poo right now, and I'm a little bit hungry. Um, I'm going to take care of both of those things after the show finishes. But please continue. Comes from dominant groups borrowing from marginalized groups who face oppression or have been stigmatized for their cultural practices throughout history. Like cornrows. I mean, anyone can wear their hair in cornrows, but black people still face stigmas for wearing them along with perfectly natural hairstyles like braids and locks. There are even companies and schools that prohibit these natural hairstyles. People have actually been fired for wearing braids. Meanwhile, fashion models and celebs like Kylie Jenner get praised for wearing cornrows. And that's the main point. One group is being penalized by institutions for wearing natural hairstyles, while the other is called edgy and stylish for doing the exact same thing. I'm doing it because I- So, okay, so cornrows. At least she hasn't really mentioned slavery yet, but still, if you're not black, don't get cornrows. Um, so her and I agree here. But I don't say don't get them because you'll look like a, you'll look like a douche waffle. Like, you look like an idiot if you're not black and you have cornrows. You just look like an idiot. If that's what you're going for, then sure, get them if you want to look like a douchebag. Um, and look, black people don't face stigma for wearing cornrows. Thugs do. Gangsters do. Affiliates of the OG do. Like, we have idiots here that think that a mullet is a good hairstyle. And it's not. And if you have one, you look like a redneck dumbass on welfare. It's a stereotype for a reason. Um, and dreadlocks. Okay, it's, I hate this about dreadlocks. Dreadlocks don't belong to black people. 
the earliest recording of dreadlocks are from 3,600 years ago in the Minoan civilization, which was Greek. So cultural appropriation upon your ancestors for stealing that from them. Also, these aren't natural hairstyles. Having to sit through hours and hours of pain while someone manipulates your hair isn't natural. Sorry, but still screw those schools unless it's a lice prevention thing. Like, I can see why people wouldn't want weaves or cornrows or dreadlocks in primary schools or, you know, middle elementary schools and stuff because lice, there's a thing. And no one thinks these pop culture icons are edgy and stylish. Nobody thinks this. It's just hair. And the only people giving two thoughts about celebrities' styles are morons without enough, like, common sense to do stuff in their own life. They have to worry about magazine people. I think it's beautiful and exotic. I'm just showing appreciation for the culture. Look, it's great that you find another group's culture beautiful, but in order to show you truly love it, you need to have respect and understanding. Take, for example, tribal tattoos. The Maori of New Zealand have facial tattoos with deep family meaning and cultural significance. But fashion designer Jean-Paul Gaultier used the tattoos in ads to sell sunglasses. And that's a perfect example of cultural appropriation. No matter how much the designer likes the look, he stripped the tattoo of all of its cultural meaning just to sell a product. Now, if you really appreciate something, you should respect it instead of assuming you can use it however you want. Well, I don't find it offensive, and I asked someone from that culture, and they said it was okay. Well, it's not your culture that's being disrespected, so sure, you don't find it offensive. And if you know someone from that background who doesn't mind your tattoo, costume, or whatever, that's cool. But remember that one person doesn't speak for all members of that community. Whatever. So, for starters, if you're not Maori, or Samoan, and you get a tribal tattoo, you're a wanker. Just straight out the gate. Um, And it's not because of cultural appropriation. It's just... I hate tribal tattoos on people. On white people. Um, Also, you're racist. They're called uh, Tamoko. uh, Tribal. Did you just assume their civilization development? Uh, They look crap on white people. They just do. Um, the, the Maoris are a badass warrior people who look absolutely badass with their tattoos. And if you're a white guy and you have them, you look like you didn't get a job until you were 25 and it's probably packing boxes somewhere. And how did this strip the tattoo of all its cultural meaning just because some guy used it in an ad campaign to sell sunglasses? Sunglasses have notoriously been, throughout popular culture and movies and stuff, the sign of a badass. Black people wear sunglasses inside nightclubs in rap videos because it makes them look cooler. So you're going to wear cool sunglasses and you're going to have a cool facial tattoo. That's fine. Um, and like there, it's not like it's stripped it of all its cultural meaning. Yeah, I believe that. There's not been one Maori who has undergone this ritualistic tattooing since that ad campaign came out. Like, get over it. And so you're saying that if I've got a mate that doesn't mind if I wear something from a different culture, like an Indian headdress, sorry, Native American headdress, and he's Native American or she's Native American, and you say, that's fine. They don't speak for the entire community. That means that we're done here, right? Or does that rule not apply to you? The only valid opinions are the opinions of those who are offended. I'm offended. I'm offended at how patronizing this woman's being, but she's pretty hot, so she does seem like she's trying to be nice, so we'll, we'll continue. 
Art, film, music always borrows from other sources. Plus, it doesn't hurt anyone. Sure, cultural exchange has been going on since the beginning of time. But exchange is mutual. It needs to be done respectfully. A couple of years ago, Katy Perry did a geisha-themed performance with Japanese women dancing in the background. Not only was it super stereotypical, her outfit wasn't even from the right country. The Japanese American Citizens League said it best. The thoughtless costuming and dance routines by Katy Perry played carelessly with stereotypes in an attempt to create a Japanese aesthetic. And that kind of crushes the idea that appropriation is harmless. You're just trying to- Mutual exchange, like international trade, the reason there is Western medicine in Africa, technology outside of Japan, um, is functional medicine not a Western thing? Pretty sure plenty of mutual exchange has happened. Um, care to mention what the trade-off between black people and the Greeks were for dreadlocks? And yeah, pretty easy to get angry at Katy Perry because her costume designer made a mistake. Um, because I imagine that Katy Perry herself designs all the costumes for her video clips and the idea behind them. Actually, no, it was a guy called Johnny Wujek. Wujek. Something. Look it up. W-U-J-E-K. He's a costume designer. Um, but I bet it's pretty much, it's just easy to go, Katy Perry, that's your fault. Um, oddly enough, the guy seems, like, I don't know about his last name, but he seems like a, like a white dude. Probably would have fit, fit the narrative a bit better to hate on him. Hello, thought police. Have you ever heard of the First Amendment? Nobody's telling you what to think, wear, or say. Marginalized people can't stop you from doing your thing, even if they wanted to. But if you think you have the right to use any cultural tradition just cause, that's where you get into oppressive territory. And if you genuinely don't care if someone is hurt by your appropriation, that's just crappy. So because I'm white, I'm automatically racist. And if I wear this clothing, I'm even more racist. <gasps> so just back to the, the, the Japanese thing, like, she says it crushes the idea that cultural appropriation is harmless. And like, where in that statement did it say anything harmful came of this? The, the American Japanese, American Chinese, whatever. It said, we don't like this. That's fine. But who died? Please tell me. Tell me someone got actually physically hurt from this. Like every time someone mistakes a, a, a Chinese dress for a kimono, millions of Japanese people die. Like I'm sure we'd hear about it if that was the, the effect. Like, and she says, like, nobody here is, is telling you what to think or say. Like, yes, you are. You're doing it right now. You're telling me that I can't think it's okay to wear this. I, I can't say it's okay to wear this. It's like, who's hurt? Who's getting actually hurt here? Who's dead? Oh, wait, no, you mean feelings. Just feelings. People's feelings. Anyone can appropriate elements of marginalized cultures. Heck, Pharrell even made the mistake of wearing a Native American headdress on the cover of Elle magazine. And after getting some much-deserved flack, he actually issued an apology. If Chinese people wear blue jeans, aren't they appropriating my culture? Or what if- Hold on a sec. Pharrell apologized because he's a little bitch and he got told off. And instead of saying, I think it's cool and I want to wear it, he issued an apology just in case any Native Americans didn't buy his next album, which is, I estimate, would have been around the zero of thousands. Wearing blonde weaves. Or how about speaking English? Okay, this is a tough one. Assimilation and appropriation aren't the same thing. Marginalized people conforming to standards set by dominant, or in this case, Western cultures, is often a means of survival. When your cultural heritage is looked down on, often people change or hide things about themselves in order to be accepted by majority culture. For example, there are schools where- So, like, I love that that's the explanation for this, is now, um, whites weren't oppressed, but it, 
this whole thing comes from saying don't take things from our culture even if you enjoy them and want to celebrate them for yourselves. And then the turnaround is the only reason that anyone who's ever been a part of a minority um, accepts, you know, white, we'll just go with white, um, culture and stuff like that is because they think their cultures look down upon. Which is it? Are we not entitled to celebrate and enjoy um, black culture or Mexican culture or um, Greek culture or Asian culture? Like we're not we're not allowed to to like that, but at the same time we apparently hate it. So my question is: so what about like sushi and uh, I don't know um, Thai food? Are we not allowed to consume that because we're white? Pretty much. Well, then they shouldn't eat pizza, or or watermelon, or fried chicken. Mm. Sorry, yeah, is that wrong? That's not. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of our food. Like, <laughs> I mean, it is American. It, it yeah. Oh well, no, but America is a it's a multicultural society that was built, uh, founded on the um. Oh, fuck, we all know the narrative. But it's it's like the thing, and the explanation is is like you know whites aren't oppressed. So then I get to say, white Irish were slaves. Duffy, you and I are both Irish, and also uh, Irish slaves had a higher mortality rate. Uh, per year served than black slaves. So don't let me catch you at a St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, are you drinking beer or Irish whiskey on a day specifically reserved for the Irish? Cultural appropriation. Yeah. Actually, don't ever drink Damerson. Don't ever wear green and stay the fuck away from potatoes. <laughs> like, dead set. This is what it's getting to. Um, over 500,000 Irish slaves were killed by the English in the slave trade. They were also only worth about five sterlings... Uh, where a black slave was worth upwards of 50 sterlings. So black lives mattered 10 times more than white lives in the era of slavery. Like, that's ridiculous. Hashtag black lives matter. Like, they do. They've always mattered. Not only that, like, just to give you a heads up, it's about 4.4% of black slaves were actually sold to to the US. The rest either stayed in Africa being sold black, black people to other black people, like, this is 4.4% of all slaves that got shipped all around the world or stayed in Africa went to Northern America, went to the United States. Um, Cuba, Spain, um, it just seems easy to blame America for the whole thing. Also, slave, the word, is derived from Slav, Slavic people who were slaves, white slaves. That's our word. Don't use it. See how easy it is to just make up bullshit arguments? Like people just lap up this shit, uh, assuming that somewhere there's an Indian chief crying a single tear as his entire family dies in front of his eyes because someone wore a headdress to a party. Get over yourselves. Students have been punished or even suspended for speaking Spanish or indigenous languages. So there are people who are literally being forced to assimilate or else. So it's not really a fair comparison. So you're saying I should never enjoy another culture? That's not fair. Not at all. For example, say you're invited to an Indian wedding and you're not Indian. Wearing a traditional sari or getting henna would be a great example of cultural exchange. Oh my God. Now she's telling you to do it. What is it? Do you not want us to wear other people's cultural dressings? Or do you? It's okay if it's an Indian thing, but it's not okay if it's a cornrow. (laughs) Can you imagine if I showed up to a black wedding in, like, one of those, (laughs) like... (laughs) An African shirt, whatever they're called? Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, I feel so 
ignorant right now, but I don't. Uh, it's like a moo moo, basically. Um, <laughs> a moo moo. But you know you're going to get like, hate mail for that, dude. Yeah, probably. But it, no one would just go, oh, no, that's cool. He's just respecting our culture because everyone else here is dressed like that. They'd be like, the fuck is this white boy doing? Are you fucking kidding? And, like, much as that, like, anyone that shows up to an Indian wedding who's not Indian and goes there in a, in a sari or whatever the hell it's called, everyone's going to think they're an idiot too. Go in, just go in a suit. Go in a nice dress. Just be a person. Dressing up as other people's cultures is strictly reserved for Halloween and costume parties. That's why they're costume parties. It's a chance to dress up like something you wouldn't normally dress up as to participate and enjoy the culture instead of just picking and choosing parts of it for yourself. You can also travel, take cooking classes, read books, listen to music, and visit museums if you really want to learn about and enjoy other cultures. Here's the thing. Cultural appropriation is about a privileged group misrepresenting and disrespecting marginalized cultures. The originators rarely get credit, but always deal with the consequences. The goal isn't to share. What, what, what does she mean the originators rarely get credit? Where, where is that even coming from? I mean, look, take the hip-hop industry, for example. The originators, uh, say it came from tribal music, um, rock and roll, uh, rhythm and poetry. Um, apparently, rap stands for... My boss once said it, um, it stands for retards attempting poetry, and I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but, so look at the hip-hop industry, and the hip-hop industry is dominated... By, by black people. And every time a white guy comes on the scene, he gets trashed for it. Like, no one's taking this, cu this culture away from black people. No one's taking sushi away from Japanese people. People go to sushi restaurants because they want to be able to go, like, oh, this is awesome. We went to this Japanese restaurant and they had all this cool stuff, um, you know, which I don't cook at home, so that's why I'm going to go there. Like, no one's really taking... But, by the way, most, um, most rap albums are produced by white nerds like you, Duff. I believe it. audio and yeah, audio engineering is a nerdy trade, dude. You got to be like all whiz bang with technology and stuff like that. That's you are the face of of black hip hop music, my friend. Oh God, be very afraid. Yeah, yeah. Me as right, well. Let's, let's, it's either me or Pharrell. Yeah, yeah. but he's. He, oh, I can't believe he apologized for wearing a headdress. He looked awesome in it too. I, I think he looked like an idiot, but that's just because he was wearing a Native American headdress, and he's not Native American. I take. This chick's side, uh, Francesca has a point occasionally, but uh, I think that was the one occasion. Really, like you don't think anyone who's not Native American? Should... No, we're not going to get into debate on this. I think go for it, because um, if I can't wear a Native American headdress, man, black people can't wear hats. Uh, uh, see, now you're taking it too far. No, well, hats is a white invention because we have to stay out of the sun because we can't handle it. All right. Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's it's the it's the spiritual connotations, I think. But listening to the people from the culture you're interested in shows you have a genuine love, respect, and understanding for something that's not your own. Uh, she can shut up now. Um, she's hot though. Like, I think she's very attractive, and she seems oh, yeah. when she's not being condescending, she seems quite nice, um, and earnest in what she's um yeah going for but the, 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 this where she's talking about the um children that were suspended for using their native language in school like do we know the context of why they were suspended like nobody's going to be suspended for just using a language that you use every day at home um like i assume it's the same reason i want to punch punch some arsehole in the face on the train if 
they're looking at me and laughing whilst talking loudly in a language that they assume I'm not fluent in. It's rude, arrogant, and it deserves a punch in the face. Like, kind of have to see, you need context. You can't just go like, oh, this happened. Tell me why. Um, all right, guys, we're going to go for a break. Um, and we listen to some words from our sponsors and other podcasts on the Rogue Intel Network. And when we get back, we'll be talking about the assimilation side of this whole debacle. Movies, anime, comics, video games, and pop culture. These are but mere playthings for the manliest beings in all of podcasting history, the powerful Nerdcast. Hosted by the gurus of geekdom, Corey and Christian. Join them each week to discuss all things nerd culture. Everything from Star Wars to Dragon Ball Z and everything in between. Find the powerful Nerdcast on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network at RogueIntel.com. Ever since the hobbits threw the ring into that stupid volcano, I've needed a new one. I go to rogueintel.com slash Amazon and I order my new processes. Go! Go! Hey, man, shit. Call Rogue Intel. Hi, and thanks for calling Rogue Intel's podcast phone. Please listen carefully, as our options have changed. For English, press 1, or say English. English. For a list of podcasts, simply state the podcast you'd like to hear after the tone. Prime. Prime, news and commentary, with a twist. Buff and Gang give their take on news, commentary and interviews in their podcast of infinite possibilities. Press 1 to play, or press 2, to play a random podcast. Shit. Now loading a random podcast. Please go to theprimepod.com for more information. Now playing some awesome shizzies. Shizzies? Man, you crazy ass crackers. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around. We've made it this far. Let's not give up yet. So, we're talking about Francesca Ramsey and her seven myths about cultural appropriation debunked on her decoded channel on YouTubies. Right, so uh, she'd make a comment, which I'm sure... It, I'm talking like people are just tuning in now. No, if you, you would have listened to the whole thing. Uh, right, so she's talking about assimilation. So you, you go to another country and people are afraid they have to assimilate to their, uh, their culture and stuff like that. Yes. Yes, you should. Like, why would you move to another country if you don't want to assimilate to their culture? That seems ridiculous. It's like, oh, no, they just got a really nice pub. I'm going to pack my whole family up and move there. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. If you love your country so much that you want to bring it overseas with you, don't leave your country in the first place. Or are you leaving because your country is terrible? In that case, leave that terrible country behind and assimilate. That's pretty simple. Um, and, like, I, I do agree with a lot of what she says... Um, almost the first reasonable thing she said was, you know, go learn about other people. It's easy now. Like, back when I was a kid, I grew I was really lucky. Like, I grew up in an age where, um, like, it was a time where connect, we were all connected globally by the internet, by the ability to travel internationally, by 
definition of culture, my life has been rigorously dictated and influenced by television, the encyclopedia, Google, like mandatory foreign language classes in school, video games, anime, like in a plethora of cultures that aren't my own, uh, but I've been constantly exposed to my entire life. Like your culture is my culture. I've grown up seeing it, learning from it, understanding it, having it implemented in my day-to-day life, every documentary I watch. Um, every conversation I've ever had with anybody on this planet. Let's go the the dictionary definition of culture or plural noun cultures. The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. So that's pretty, like, nail on the head. You know, so every human achievement that is learned about, regardless of race or gender, is culture. And let me tell you how petty this argument gets. Like, women stop wearing suits, stop voting, stop driving cars, stop drinking beer. These are all male culture. Um, and you've taken that from us from in the last hundred years. Like, so now we've touched on what the collective academics of the world have agreed on that stands as culture. Hopefully everyone have a bit more of an idea. And, yeah. Like, the, the last thing she says is, you know, I'm not saying this is targeted at white people, but we all know that you kind of are, Francesca, because I didn't hear you talking about Asian hip-hop and the cultural appropriation of that. Okay. Let's talk about women raping men. Or boys, actually. Boys. Let's talk about women raping boys. Um, I'm going to be an advocate for the teach teachers, teach female teachers not to rape male students. Um, compulsory class that everyone must... Um, attend at college and university now. As long as you're female. Men, you don't have to go. Right, so, introduction story. I'm reading my notes word for word. Babysitter is jailed after having sex with schoolboy 13 more than 70 times while she was supposed to be looking after him. This is from the Daily Mail, and we'll pop that in the What's Imaging. Right, so, Judge Nicholas Parry said there may have been an assumption held by parts of society that the offences were not so serious when the defendant was female and the victim was male. Really? Uh, If this is the case, let's look at some similar cases and the sentences or charges given to both sexes. This isn't Nicholas Nicholas Parry anymore, this is me. Right, so, let's look at the feminist's favourite statistic to throw out and say only around 10% of rape cases are reported. Clearly, it's impossible to actually determine that statistic... Because if the rape isn't reported, well, it can't make it into the statistic, can it? Um, And the only way to really justify this is by saying, we made up a bunch of rapes um, in our heads that don't get reported. So let's take that argument and pit it against the statistics. The one in seven violent attacks described by the victims were perpetrated by women. Okay, so we can say that one in seven amounts to 14.28% or even less attacks on men by women will be reported. So if you can use your 10%, then I'll use my 14.28%. And this gets down to, like, people say toxic masculinity, which is one of my favourite phrases at the moment. Um, It's men's fault that they're too ashamed or embarrassed to report violence committed on them by women because seeing them as the weaker sex and being embarrassed about beating up by one of them shows just how much we think they're beneath us. When a woman doesn't report a rape, that's also a man's fault. Like, where does it end? Where does the idea of taking responsibility for one's actions, even in the slightest, come to fruition? Like, I went down to a rough pub 
um, renowned for fights out the front and drunken idiots a couple of weeks ago. And I wound up in an altercation through no fault of my own uh, with a young man who had too much to drink and decided that showing off by punching a stranger in the face from the shadows <laughs> was a show of physical prowess and an ability to be violent but avoid conflict by initiating a surprise attack. So I'm calling you out, you piece of poo-poo-poo. Um, needless to say, I was king hot. I was king hit. I got caught unaware and I got knocked the F down. I went down like a sack of potato poos. Right, so, but like, you know, the next day coming home talking to my flatmate's girlfriend, she informed me that it was my own fault for attending such a rough place on a Saturday night. And I agreed with her. What I did was I took responsibility for my actions. I'm not saying that the guy had a right to hit me, the guy that I deserved to be hit because I was out, but my decision to go to that pub knowing full well that it, it may be a dangerous situation, that was mine. That's my responsibility, and I own that. And, like, see, what I'm doing is recognizing that I'm putting myself into a potentially dangerous situation of my own accord. And whilst this young man had no reason to hit me and his actions were clearly immature and all around a bad decision on his part, you bet your last nut I'm going to have the little prick charged. I am. Um, it's, you know going underway you know it was still a direct consequence of my decision to enter that situation it's the same as when a woman stumbles home at 3 a.m can barely stand like let alone walk but chooses to walk through like a rough area or an assault hot spot like she should not be attacked she shouldn't be attacked but she very much might be attacked um and with within her choice to drink such an excessive amount and leave without the company of friends and walk through a goddamn rape hot spot is an incredibly unintelligent thing to do all you're doing by telling women that they're all powerful goddesses who should be worshipped wherever they go is making more cases like this happen. Nobody should feel safe walking alone in the streets at night. Like, nobody should. This isn't victim blaming. This is common sense. I have mates with military combat training that wouldn't get drunk and walk dark alleyways at 3 a.m. by themselves. Like, by telling women that they're indestructible and nobody's allowed to look at them, like, without their consent, is just making an army of dumb idiots who think getting blind, rotten, drunk, and doing whatever they feel like is a great idea. Like, there are monsters out there. Just because you plug your ears and scream, we don't like monsters, isn't going to make all that go away. You know what will? Taking precautions when you're out. Don't leave your drinks unattended. Don't walk home alone. Don't walk down dark alleyways. Blokes, offer a girl a ride home. Offer to pay for a taxi. No, actually, don't offer to pay for a taxi. She's a woman. She can pay for herself. But get a taxi home. Look out for the females, because without them, like, we wouldn't have bunt kinks and lingerie football. If we take these precautions, predators will get bored of hanging out in parks when there's no drunk women to come through and rape. They'll stop doing it. And eventually, whatever kind of backwards-ass evolutionary trait that's going wrong in these guys' heads will, will just go away. We'll breed it out of them. Problem solved. And, like, They'll leave you alone. It may take time, yes. But getting your tits out at an all-female picnic and riding proud slut on your body is helping out about as much as a Facebook like is helping a starving Ugandan kid. So, if you made it this far, thank you. Awesome, wonderful. Come back next week because I'm going back to doing regular episodes. I had some poo go down in my life, some romantic situations that I let get a hold of me. And, um, you know, I wasn't feeling too great, but I took it out on your guys by denying your ears the luscious, chocolatey sound of my velvet voice. So, um, look, if you've got some ideas for the show, you want to throw them at me, spoken at rogintel.com. Find me there. Don't forget to check me out on Prime with this beautiful, beautiful producer that I also have 
you know, on this show that helps me out amazingly. Um, find also on Remedial Radio, where we do a lot of getting drunk and being stupid. Look, roguintel.com, go there for all your lovely podcast needs, or you can find it on iTunes. We're also proudly affiliated with Blog, Blog Talk Radio now. So look, jump on there, do all of those things. And look, if you hate me, send me mail about that too. I love it. All right, look, let's get, let's get the hell out of here. This has been a good episode. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. You've been listening to Spoken Unspoken. Jump on over to SpokenUnspoken.com for info on today's episode. Email me, spoken at roguintel.com, with potential topics, hate mail, or even to join me as a guest. Spoken Unspoken is a proud member of the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Find all of their great podcasts at roguintel.com. Spoken Unspoken.